here we are, but episode four of the Posh podcast at last, long overdue. Um, say hello, let us hear your voice, your sweet Indian English voice. Good. Uh, hello, how, how's it going, by the way? It's going well, man. It's nice to speak to you from a, from a very hot London. I know we've talked about the weather a lot, but it has been ridiculous here. Absolutely ridiculous. I've been, I've, I've been looking at the news, I've been thinking of you. In a you know in a in a very straight way, obviously. Oh, either way is fine with me. Yeah, you know, love is love, right? As they yeah, say. exactly, exactly. Um, yeah. How how warm uh, is it, by the way? It's not as bad today, man. But last week it got. It, I think it was the hottest day on record. It was thirty six degrees in London. Jesus. Which actually is pretty hot in general, but for here particularly, last week I had to. Uh, I had to go back to my parents and sort of escape the city. It's like when people, you know, they leave, I guess, Bombay and go and stay in the hills or whatever. It was kind of like that in England. I went an hour outside of London for a cool breeze. It's been really warm. And off my flat, I share with two friends, is on the top floor of about six floors. All the heat rises. We have a theory that someone maybe died in the ground floor flat and left their heating on. Because <laughs> for a while, there was a really, really bad smell, like, someone had possibly died and then the heat has just been rising and rising and i'm on quite a busy road so i can't really open my window at night so yeah it's warm really 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 warm um do you you know what the what what the worst part about uh of being hot in in the uk is i mean for me personally it's when i sweat through my clothes but what is it in general it's the it's the fact that the United Kingdom is not built for the heat. There's no air conditioning. No air conditioning anywhere. Thick, really horrible hard, walls. Though. No breeze. Can't open the windows. Yeah, no air conditioning. Like if, um, like if, if, like if you go to, like if you live in Bombay and you, or you live in New Delhi in the summer, it does not really matter because everything is built for the heat. There's air conditioning everywhere yeah. you go, at least for, you know, for, for people who are able to afford air conditioning. Yeah, is there um, shade? Also, that's the thing in London. There's often there's just huge areas with no shade. <laughs> um, but I I've been to I think we've talked about this. The hottest place I've been is probably Las Vegas, and you could spend a whole week inside. You could walk up and down the city without even having to go outside, and it will all be air conditioned to about fifteen degrees. Exactly. Yeah. Starts yep. to get quite cold actually, but um, yeah. So that's our that's our inevitable english weather update it has been really really hot did you because because uh, you you and i have been busy you know with our respective jobs and uh you've done a bit of traveling and i've That's been right. busy trying to you know um monetize the uh, the company and trying to uh, shoot a, a couple of short documentaries and we've been mia but the purpose of i mean the purpose of this podcast is to for it to be a weekly show and mm, absolutely uh, I mean, the fact that you know we're, we're on itunes and we're, we're on itunes and soundcloud now that's a really good thing and um you know but, but a weekly show is the is, is the aim of the podcast and we do you know want to make it as fun as it can be i can hear the uh i'm guessing the police on there run now oh yes outside the window yeah there's mm-hmm. a lot of there's a lot of crime going on at the moment I thought I was going to get mugged yesterday. Did you? Go on. Yeah, I, I, I didn't get mugged because I thought I was going to get mugged. I was carrying my shopping from like a really bad discount supermarket. And I was walking down my road and these two guys on a scooter, on a moped, 
they were coming up the road and then they just kept turning around in the road and going up and down. Mm -hmm. They had balaclavas on and the guy on the back looked ready to just jump off and tackle someone and steal their stuff. And I was really worried that he'd, he'd attempt to mug me for really rubbish shopping. You know, if I was carrying something quite nice, it's sort of like, right, fair enough. You stole my new, I don't know, my new Rolex or something like that. It's like, you, if you get mugged for that, that's fair game. But I had like 15 pounds of cheap vegetables. It was just not worth getting stabbed over. But so fortunately, nothing happened. Well, I kind of waited till he turned and then walked really quickly up behind a bus stop and then up to my flat. I think he probably mugged someone else instead. But he was eyeballing a couple of other guys who were walking up the street. Mm -hmm. um, so that there, there may have been a confrontation yesterday, but fortunately I escaped. I'm really happy that you you know you walked away fine and safe because I've <laughs> no because I've because I've read some really horrible stories about mugging by guys in mopeds in London and in you know yeah it's been really bad the last sort of six months or so there's been a lot of moped crime like pulling up and just robbing stuff and driving away and then the worst of all there's been a lot of those acid attacks so people like throwing acid at people from a moped stealing their stuff and driving off are you serious yeah genuinely it's been a it's been a really big deal um the police having a really hard time policing it um mm -hmm. and obviously it's a, a very disproportionate attack because People are scarred for life often. So, yeah, really, really bad. That's the worst, really, because when, when you see acid attacks, you know, you think of acid attacks and you think of villages in, in like, mainland India and... and yeah, like honour killings or that sort of stuff. Yes. Right, it's a very different thing. So now it's being used for quite, I don't know, I don't want to say mugging's a flippant crime, but, you know, if someone's going to mug you, you just go, all right, take my money, just leave it, that's it. So to add a kind of permanent damage to it is, yeah, it's pretty scary. It sounds horrible. I mean, you know, if you're walking around with 15 pounds worth of, of milk and vegetables, <laughs> yeah. I would feel extremely bad if someone would try and throw acid on you, George, really, because you have- oh, a, Absolutely. You do have a beautiful face, you know what I mean? <laughs> Thank you. Um, yeah, well, anyway, I, you, I survived. Were you were you happy when 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 England um, did really well in the World Cup? I mean, come on, did it did it really well? Yeah, they did well. They did better than expected. I still don't know if they were any good or not. I don't I think thought, they were really. I thought they were. They were. They were. They did really well in in, in patches, and because um, the the last group game against Belgium was a game they didn't really try and win. I thought no, were... that's true, and didn't win. I mean, I think they played well in the Sweden game, and they played they well in the in the Paraguay. Was it Paraguay? No, Panama. Yep. But Pan I mean, a... Panama probably the, they were the worst really team in the right? tournament. Exactly, yeah. and then Sweden they beat fairly, um, but of maybe the thirteen goals that they scored, like nine of them were from set pieces. Mm -hmm. One of the one of the open play goals was a huge deflection. Yes. The Lingard goal was good in open play, but beyond that, they scored from corners and penalties, which is a good thing to do. But normally, that's what a Mark Hughes Stoke team does, and they're always derided for being rubbish. So, I don't really think England were very good, and I think the draw really helped them. Um, no, yeah, being re being really sort of cynical and negative, I would say that it's not even likely that they'll build for the future. 
because from the last World Cup to this one, only I think five players made it from the last tournament to this. Which was a good so, thing. Well, a good thing in that this crop of players has been better, but I mean, there's no guarantee that you're going to build on on a squad. Um, I don't know, really. Germany's done it quite well. Maybe we could, but they have to, they certainly have to up their game because they're never going to get as easy a draw as they had this time. Where did you watch the uh, the, England, the England games? Uh, I was I was in London for most of them, but I saw the Sweden and Croatia game in Greece. I watched those there. The Croatia one I watched with mainly Croatian people in an Italian restaurant. So I looked, I was quite a forlorn figure by the end of it. It was really late there as well. So it was sad, sad and tired. Do you have any, uh, any funny Greece stories again? Mm. Um, funny Greece stories. I tell you what, I, I'm not a big fan of in Greece that I don't subscribe to at all. I don't know how it is in India, but the plumbing situation there is really bad. You're not what? allowed to. <laughs> what you, do you mean? You're not allowed to flush paper. <laughs> so there's just signs everywhere, every single place in all the bathrooms, in all the hotels that says, please don't flush the paper. Like, Which means the, the toilet paper, right? Yeah, the paper you're using to yeah. take care of what you need to take care of. So what did you're you supposed do? To, you're supposed to put it in a bin next to you, but there's no way... I'm not doing that. It's like, <laughs> it's like nearly 40 degrees. There's no way I'm putting soiled, <laughs> soiled paper in a bin to kind of warm up in my hotel room. So I was just, I was just flushing it and on someone else's head be it. It's not... Unfortunately, it's not my problem. Um, yeah, couldn't couldn't cope with that. I so, don't know why. So, they used, so. used to be one of the most you know developed countries. <laughs> Look how far they've fallen. So, Terrible. So I'm guessing uh, we can cross Greece off the list of the places you want to live in. Well, yeah, I couldn't. I couldn't permanently deal with that sort of <laughs> issue. I was just relying on the fact that we were only in a hotel room for like two days, and I could move on. Um, mm-hmm. Yeah, but but I but mean, this was all over the country, like restaurants you'd go yeah. you'd go to and yeah, restaurants, hotels. I don't know about people's private houses. I assume it's probably similar. And I've been to now four Greek islands in the last two months, and mm-hmm. all of them are the same. So, yeah, watch watch out, uh, especially if you. I mean, you eat a lot of kebabs in Greece. It's dangerous. Do they? Yeah, there's kebab everywhere. It's a dangerous, dangerous recipe for a place that's not equipped to deal with heavy duty flushing i mean that's mm. yeah that's 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 a problem something that, to think about <laughs> that's a problem that uh i've had to face with many a time in my in my growing up in 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 my beautiful country of india oh, being sarcastic here so, yeah you know i've been to places where uh the plumbing is is not good enough so you you know you we weren't allowed to um to to flash paper mm. down the down the toilet, but we found a way around that. Go so on. whenever you go to whenever you, you if you find yourself in a, you know in a, in a in a toilet in a in India, right in modern day India, chances are to the right or the left of you will be a a pipe, and that pipe is what we call a bum washer. So uh-huh. you. Yeah, so you see, so you you press that, and 
water is splashed on your bum. Isn't that amazing? Is it like a, is it a separate sort of shower head or is it fixed yes, in place? It's a separate sort of shower head that's either to your left or to your right. So if there's no paper, you just, you just hose yourself down. I, I actually prefer that to toilet paper now. Like when but I, how do you draw it? But then you just walk out with a kind of a wet backside, do you? You feel clean, by the way. But do you dry off in the heat instantly? No, no, no. You, like, you just get used to it. Or do you share it. a towel or, never, or you just walk <laughs> around with a wet backside? I mean, how do you dry off? It just, you know, yes. So never you just even... pull, your, pull your underwear up with a wet bath, backside? Yes. Why like not? I, <laughs> like, like I miss that when, I, when I'm in England or, you know. But in, in Europe, we don't have it really in England, um, but mainland Europe, they have B-Days, B-I-D-E-T. So it's kind of, you'll have the, the actual toilets will be there, you do what you're doing that, and then next to it, it's a kind of smaller toilet basin with a hot and a cold tap, and it's similar. I think you fill it up with water and kind of lower, <laughs> lower yourself into it and have a good old, good old hosing down. So I think the, the continental Europeans tend to think the British are a less clean group of people than them because they're always doing that. But um, yeah, I mean, I think that's, that's a bit, it's like gilding the lily a bit. If you, can't, if you can't clean yourself completely and you need to hose yourself down, then you've probably got some serious problems. Your diet's probably neat. You need to have a good look at your diet if that's the case. Um, ladies and gentlemen, this is the reason the, uh, the podcast was... Um was created for, for the two of us from different cultures and different parts of the world to talk about the wonders of cleaning our bums. Yeah. <laughs> it's a universal thing. Every, everyone of every background has to deal with, I suppose. Have you ever had to use a, a pipe or a hose to, to, to clean his uh, hair? I don't think that's the sort of detail our, our listeners need to hear. We're only four episodes in. That's very familiar territory. <laughs> no, no, I mean the Let's fact that... Save that. You know, when you're, when, you're, when you're in China, you're traveling somewhere else or to Morocco or whatever. Have you ever been in a situation where, you've, you know, toilet paper has not been available to you? Uh, no, I've been fortunate. I've never had, I've never had like bad food poisoning or anything and then been trapped in a situation where I, I would need it. I've, I've usually been fairly robust, so things haven't been too bad on that front for me, fortunately. I'm happy for you. I really am. Uh, um, yeah. Uh, have you um? Oh, by the way, someone from from our college in Oxford was just long listed for the Booker. By the way. Oh really? Yep. Who? Uh, a girl by the name of Daisy Johnson. I think that's her last name. Yeah, she was in the year. Oh about wow! Yes, yeah, so she was in your year. Yeah. Oh, was she? Oh, that's amazing. Yeah. I've I've seen that she was. How old is she? She's about 28, is she? I'm guessing, you know, around... She's one of the youngest nominees. She must be, because... That's um, fantastic. I think it's a good thing that, you know, that if if she were to win it or whatever, that... um, Have you read the book? No, 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 I've not. I don't think it's 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 out yet, but, but, yeah, if you send it to the the Booker Committee and... um, Yeah, the publishing house can send them out, right? Yeah. Pre-launch. Uh, everything under that's the book right yes it was published like two weeks ago in the uk maybe not where you are but it's been published here already and it's 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 pretty amazing right the fact that someone from our college has just been long listed for the booker 
That's great stuff, man. Yeah, really, really cool. It's a nice. Um, so when we were at Oxford together, Bat studied creative writing, um, so it's it's a very exclusive. I think it's one of the hardest programs to get onto at Oxford based on number of applicants for places so it's a nice feather in your cap to be at least associated with that kind of thing did you know her at all i knew of her because um when she was in year two i was in year one yeah you guys overlap a bit yeah we we had to share a um residency Mm. and we had to be there when they had their year and readings and i thought i thought the the class was just amazing the, mm. the the stuff that was being read out loud to agents and and you know professors and fellow writers, I thought that was really good. That's impressive. It was the girl? There's a girl who writes kind of young adult fiction. I think she was in your year. She's Kieran Millwood Hargrove. No, she was in the year above above mine again. She was in the year above as well. Oh, so it's a very successful year group then. She won in the UK our big book. It's called Waterstones, and she won the or was nominated as the. Waterstones young young adult book of the year or certainly book of the month it was really well regarded mm-hmm. um, so she's doing very well as well that's really impressive Which both is, of them at our college that's really cool yep and we went to a college called Kellogg and George was the president of the, of the of the middle common room which is kind of like the student union of the college so that's when I knew George because I applied to be one of the um were you social secretary? I was a social secretary, yeah. And I party boy. <laughs> College party boy. We were, though. For the first two terms, we partied quite a bit, didn't we? I think we did, yeah. I certainly did more of that than I did work, that's for sure. <laughs> yeah, yeah. Um, me yeah. too, yeah. That's why we're trying to podcast to make a living. Because <laughs> we didn't quite do the work we needed to do anything else. Yeah, and... Uh, yeah, but the one thing that, you know, the... the uh, the few number of people that I've uh, shared the, the link of the podcast with, that I've shown the podcast to, have been very uh, have been very nice in their praises, especially of George's very soothing voice, yeah, and and yeah, and the and, and the praise and the praises uh, extend from Australia to to America to yeah, yeah. Or former colonies, <laughs> they're obviously they obviously find a familiar some sort of familiar tone there um, anyway I, I was talking to someone we had a my housemate kind of organized a party in our flat on saturday and there were all sorts of people there my housemate was actually out in india for working at a summer school okay about a month ago he was teaching english to 15 16 year olds and the, one of his friends who was teaching out there was at the party as well i think he was teaching computer programming something like that but he was telling me about um, Indian English and his mm-hmm. different understandings of it. I don't know. Is Indian English kind of codified as a na- as a national language? I'm I'm assuming it would be really different in every area. It is though. It's 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 even more. It's a formalized version of the English that was. Uh, I'm guessing that was spoken in the. 50s and 60s in uh, in England. Obviously, we've added like a lot of a number of words to uh, the English language. For example, yeah. right, have, you, have you heard of the word Rwanda? Rwanda, as in no, the no, country no, Rwanda. No. Veranda, Veranda. Veranda. Yes, of course. Yeah, like so a porch, an outside yes. porch. So that's yeah. that's that's an Indian English word. 
Okay. There's, another, there's another word that always makes me laugh, a word that I do not use. It's called preponed, which is the opposite of postponed. That's really good. I like that. It's funny, um, isn't it? Yeah, preponed, yeah. What would you prepone? How would you, you how would you prepone something? You bring it, it forward, yeah. Okay, right. The example he gave me was, uh, in English, we say, I'm going to... Um, uh, fill out a form and in America they fill in a form and you guys just fill a form that's what he said so in India yeah, in, in, that, in that, English you'd say that, I'm going to fill a form yes that's actually very correct I'm going to oh interesting it. yeah very good and I'm guessing um, that the uh, the uh, the differences is 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 also um, noticeable in the in the books that come out of India right the the, mm -hmm. the books of, of, of fiction especially you know, by Vikram Seth. Uh, uh, What's Vikram Seth writing in? Is he writing in English? He's writing in English. Have you read his book, though, The uh, A Suitable Boy? No, uh, I haven't. In my opinion, a book that should have won the booker, but you know, didn't. Oh, yeah. yeah, I know it's really well regarded. So would he, have, would he write fill a form, or would he try and adapt his English to fit? It, it depends, though, because he's, he's extremely westernized. He's very... He's obviously a, you know, a more posh version of me, <laughs> right? Because a lot of, you know, uh, like the time that I spent or the, or the books that I read, like most of what I read now is, comes out of, of, of England and in America, right? The, uh, mm -hmm. the books and the articles that I read. And yeah. I find myself, I find that uh, over the past few years, even my writing style has has moved away from what we what I would consider to be English writing that comes out of India. Mm -hmm. So yeah, so the uh, so the tone of the of the of, of the language is is even more English esque than I would want it to be. So if a novel, a successful Indian novel written in, what's it going to be Hindi, Hindi or? So for example, right now, uh, so um, because of just the um, the the, the number of languages yeah right so um i wouldn't know of of novels written in the in the other the other indian languages right because uh english is the common language that you know that uh um binds a whole bunch of us and yeah. also english is the language of the um of the middle and the upper middle class right it's the language they use right okay yeah so most of what for example let's take the example of um of Arunati uh, Roy, someone who is, you know, who spent her whole life in India, mm -hmm. but her style of writing and her way of writing is extreme, extremely Westernized, right? She, yeah, yeah. So, yeah. So she, it's, 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 it's different though. I think it's because it's either a very strong second language or another first language. Yeah. For, you know, the way it is for me. Uh, so what I was going to ask was if Indian novelists writing in the primary Indian language who are then translated into English, is the onus on the translator to use the kind of Indian English dialect or would they be translating it into kind of Queen's English English? That's a really good question. And I really wish I had a good enough answer for that because I don't know enough, George. I, you know, I would have to know more about, because my, 
my interaction with with Indian lit literature in English is the primary source. It's the it, you know it's the it's always work that's not translated. It's the original work. Yeah, sure. But I suppose I, it would be based. You no, know, but what I can do because, because I want I want to answer this question in you know in the next in, in the coming episode. Because I want to speak to someone who does a lot of translation from um, a lot of translation for you know books written in Bengali or Hindi or you know or even yeah. So you know what we what would be fun, George? If you could have guests on our show too, what do you think of mm -hmm. that? Sounds great. Like 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 you know people in the in, in the media, people who writers, that would be good, right? Sounds good fun, yeah. Yeah. So rest. Let me rest this voice. That soothing voice that soothes that, <laughs> that helps with uh, getting people to sleep in a good way, though. Not not through boredom, no. No, 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 I hope not. Oh, what time is it? Have we, have we run out of time? Or the... No, we've got, we've got three and a half to four minutes left to play with. I was going to ask you about your poetry prize. This oh, has yeah. been quite a literary section, so it seems like a good chance to kind of blend into your... So the, you're, um, you're qualified for it, so let's, let's hear about it. So the, um, our small uh, media and, and, and production company, Kakrian Media, which is you know, producing this show too, we have a website called Half in One, and it's a news and opinions website with a podcast network. This is you know, one of the podcasts that we do. And one of the things that we're uh, doing this year is we're, um, we're hosting a, an international poetry competition that, and that is open to submissions uh, in English from all over the world, as long as the people writing the poems are aged 14 and above. Is there an upper limit? No, 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 no. You know, so, 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 we, so I've been busy with that too. It's also, you know, it's, uh, it's a good way of, of, of you know, uh, launching the, uh, the website and the, and the media at the same time, you just have. Are there any uh, parameters? Does it have to be free verse, for example? Does it, no. Are there any requirements? It, 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 there are no themes. There's, uh, there are no uh, genre res restrictions. It's you is know, there a length restriction? No. No. So you Anything might get open. some long stuff to read through. Then someone sends you like the Iliad. No, but we, You're we, gonna uh, be reading for I won't. I won't be reading any of them because uh, all the submissions goes to uh, will go to the judges that we have on board. So. Right. Oh, you're not part of the judging. No, no, I'm just because I want the, um, the you know I run the uh, the media and production startup, so you know. Okay. It won't be it won't be fair for me to judge any of the sure. poems, yeah. And I won't be writing the poems either. You know, it'd be odd to give myself a prize, right? I like the idea that you're going to send in like forty five entries, just really try and cover your bets. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. You know, yeah. So um, yeah. So the again, George, I think that you know, is it open for submissions now? How do people? No, it's it's not. So I think I think it'll be open in like, in like three weeks. Uh, well, we are, cool. We have tied up with uh, this submission gateway called Submittable. So that's, you know, mm -hmm. it's open all over the world, really. And um, uh, it'll be hosted on our website, halfanhour.com. And uh, yeah, so uh, George, to wind up, I think the, uh, uh, I'm, I'm going gonna, I'm gonna to let you have the last word. I think the, uh, our objective, like, like our, our objective and our, our realistic goal is for us to make this a weekly show, right? Because obviously we make, oh, 100%. Make, we're making mistakes now, right? With the, with the timing, the fact that both you and I are traveling and we're busy with our respective jobs, right? I mean, you know, yeah. we work, we work for ourselves, you and, you know, and, um, and 
if so we're doing this audio it's going to be on itunes and soundcloud but the moment we're together you know in london or wherever we're going to have video segments of us uh recording this too right george yeah for sure i'll have to get my hair cut maybe have a shower but once that's done then yeah let's get me on camera perfect man i mm. on that note i'm going to let you say goodbye to uh, well, I'm, I'm also going to very quickly mention that Manchester United and Liverpool played a friendly the other day in Liverpool won 4-1. It doesn't count for anything, but I thought I'd just mention it. And Mourinho looked very sour-faced. He's been very miserable the last sort of, six months, and he seems to be having a kind of maybe a breakdown. I don't understand why they, why they uh, extended his contract by a year, and I don't understand why they've not, they didn't fire him last year. I'm surprised he, he acts like he doesn't want to be there. I, I mean, I respect him. I think he's a great manager. He's had loads of great results and he gets the best out of his squads. But his attitude has just become very miserable. You wouldn't really want to play for him. It's, and it's very annoying, especially for, you know, for... for a First time he was at Chelsea, you'd really want to play for him, right? He had yes. a really great sort of squad attitude. You'd pick to play for Mourinho then. But now I think a lot of players would probably choose to play for Klopp or maybe... Or um, easily. Easily. Yeah, you know, he just seems like fun and you're part of the group, which was the case for Mourinho 10 years ago. But now he's just sort of slagging off your youth players and being quite, being quite miserable. It's strange to see. He when, lives when, in a hotel at the moment, doesn't he? He seems to be rattling around like a, just a sort of sad, sad, lonely man. I think he prefers London to you know, the, the, the cold of Manchester, in my opinion. Yeah, maybe that's true. What do you think? Well, yeah, I'd, he's at the biggest, you know, you're the biggest club in the world, really. You or Real Madrid. I, he's got no reason to be upset, but um, who knows? A, f- a friendly doesn't count for anything, but his attitude was very strange. He's just been saying how boring and terrible a time he's had. And I think he said, I wouldn't pay for that, but thousands and thousands of your fans just paid for it. So it's a fairly, fairly insulting to, to those guys. Anyway, strange. This was the friendly in, 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 in Michigan, right, America? Yeah, there were like 100,000 people at the game. Uh, maybe, you know, he's, he's, I, I don't like him at all, you know. But. <laughs> yeah, well, we'll see. we'll see what happens. He's got loads of his squad players, to, or his players to come back to the squad, but he could certainly do with smiling once in a while. Yeah, I hope that happens too. Because um, are they trying to buy at least a couple of new players? Yeah, I don't, he doesn't seem too happy with how things are going he was complaining about that as well but um, I think you're linked with Maguire the England Leicester centre-back maybe Lewandowski but wouldn't hold your breath for either of them Gareth Bale is staying in Madrid obviously I think so yeah I think if they'd have kept Zidane he might have come but now they've changed managers he looks to be set for another season he'll be the main man now won't he if Ronaldo's gone yes I'm guessing Mbappé is staying in PSG yeah, I would think so. Okay. Anyway, um, George. But all, all will be different next week, I'm sure. I think the transfer window's been brought forwards. Has by, it? Yeah, I think, or at least the UK transfer window now is closed before the season starts, which is the 12th of August. But I think the continental window stays open until the end of August. So there'll be some quick transfers in the next two weeks and then a few more two weeks after that. Uh-huh. We'll see what happens. Do you, want to, do, you, do you want to say goodbye, George? I'd love to. Thanks for listening, guys. That was episode four. There'll be plenty more to come um, this time next week. Thanks for listening.